Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting as well as speaking in general while espousing half thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I have the fortune to be joined by my practice partner, partner in life, and pattern awareness manager, Pam. Hey, that's me. Every week we talk about my progress with this practice, as well as various lifestyle practices, along with the virtues of practice itself. And today it is June 14th, 2020. We are recording our 16th practice session. And let's catch up with us, (laughs) with our week. So I had a pretty good week. We actually had some furry visitors over the past two weeks. Very furry. <laughs> yeah, really furry. I think do I think I forgot to mention Betsy last week. But since the there was the announcement of the worldwide pandemic, we hadn't watched any dogs. Whereas we usually have like a rotation of twenty or twenty five dogs that we dog sit fairly regularly. At least, you know, every month we're probably dog sitting. Mm-hmm for a number of days. And so the past two weeks, we've had a bulldog in the house for a week. And then we just sent back two pugs yesterday (laughs) that were here for a week. So they've had furred up the place really well. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun to have dogs back in the house again. Yeah, it was about two months or more where we didn't have anybody. Yeah. So, other than that, how was your week, Pam? Oh, it was good. Really busy. I had a lot of client work. I did a setup for a brand new client that has never advertised before, so we had literally nothing to start with. Um, (laughs) So, that was really exciting, but it's something in the higher education space, and they're actually offering their product for free to universities through the rest of the year to help them transition to online learning. So it's um, a really great project to be involved with because it's something that I enjoy. Um, so that was good, but it was busy. A lot of stress. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's get to the first segment, which is where I talk about my process with this practice of podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue the update on my week because a lot of it had to do with the podcast and our other podcast projects. And I'm still organizing the Forces of Equal Studio. But things are coming together, and I've started getting into my productivity rhythm again towards the end of the week. And everything is almost all done. I mean, I have almost everything that I need. I just need to put some stuff up on the walls and connect some things here and there and just kind of finish organizing. So this coming week, I'm planning on being quite productive. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> One of the we, big... Oh, go ahead. I was just say, we had a, a team meeting yesterday and CK put a lot of things on his list of, um, I'm going to get this done this week. So we'll see <laughs> how that turns out. Yeah, I tend to do that. We've talked about my optimism bias before. Yeah. (laughs) But one of the big things that I got, or it's big to me, it's uh, pretty, uh, what's the word I'm 
looking for, I was going to say monumental, but it's not that Significant. Big. Significant, yes, is a new couch. We got a new sleeper sofa couch thingy. <laughs> and for like the past 10 years, I've had this futon in here, and it's just your basic folding futon that I'm sure you've all seen. And it served as purpose for the first couple years and it was actually pretty comfortable and it looked nice it's this white like faux leather maybe vinyl or something Mm -hmm. but after a couple years the material started like cracking and then peeling and then flaking and then all this dust started forming and particles and all that stuff so I'd been dealing with that kind of stuff for the past few years having it stuck to my back and all over our house yeah it's all over the house and it's just kind of one of those things where you don't it's like it's not big enough of an annoyance to have to take care of it like it's still functional enough that I could use the futon as a couch and sit on it when I need to and it was still comfy and useful But then there's this other side where it's falling apart and annoying. And then I had the like thoughts about breathing in these particles and whatever these this material is made out of, you know, all these artificial chemicals and stuff. So I had that on my mind. So, you know, I was dealing with those kind of thoughts for the past couple of years. And then finally, like the past couple months, I started getting really agitated just dealing with the futon and having the little pieces stuck to me all the time. And I finally got rid of the two Ottoman, Ottomans, is what's the plural of? I think they're Ottomans, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ottomai. (laughs) (laughs) They came with the futon and they matched everything and it's the same material. So they were peeling and everything too. And I love those things because they were a good size for some of the exercises and movements that I did with them and use them as blocks for exercise basically or yoga or whatnot and I got rid of those a couple weeks ago and that was kind of you know it felt like it lifted something off my shoulders and then the couch just came in like two days ago was it and fine so I got rid of the futon actually it's sitting in the garage until it gets picked up by the garbage company but now it's like that weight's lifted off my shoulders. I don't have to worry about those little flakes anymore and like picking them off and throwing them away and then vacuuming like every week and seeing all these little stuff. I mean, there was these little white flakes all over the floor all the time. And all over your back all the time. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it wasn't a problem in the sense that like it didn't prevent you from doing any work it didn't stop you from doing anything but there was just kind of this like constant annoyance about it mm-hmm. and there's there's always things like that in your life that right. when you start to become aware of how much of a cognitive load you have thinking about this annoying thing and if you can change that if you can get rid of it it like frees up so much space in your head yeah exactly So that's actually a good metaphor for something that has been on my mind, and I think it's been on a lot of our minds. And I mentioned I wanted to talk about 
like all the stuff that's going on around the world last week and didn't really know how to go about it. And I still really don't. So I'm not going to get too much into specifics and stuff because, first of all, I don't feel like I know enough about what's going on. So I, you know, I don't like talking about stuff that I don't know enough about. But let's uh, go right into the free talking segment where I make tangent salads out of the half thoughts that are floating around in my mind or tangent spaghettis. Mm -hmm. And so continuing on that, the metaphor that I'm thinking here is that with the black community, I'm thinking of allostatic load. So what I mean by that is your central nervous system load and this is like your this is what encompasses your sympathetic nervous system and your autonomic nervous system or i'm i'm sorry yeah autonomic is holy cow i haven't thought about this stuff for a while so <laughs> i'm just kind of remembering all now so it encompasses your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system which are basically the two sides the sympathetic is your stress response or fight or flight it's commonly referred to. Mm -hmm. And then your parasympathetic is your rest and digest mode. So I like to use mnemonics of like sympathetic as stress. Both start mm -hmm. with S and then parasympathetic as peace or peaceful. It's okay. not exact correlates, but helps me remember yeah. which is which. So speaking of that, in terms of... So I, this is a really crude relation to my metaphor but so first of all okay i'm already going to go on a tangent so pam if you can kind of follow along and keep track and try to keep me on track i will do my best yeah so th we'll see how this goes so okay i was talking about allostatic load mm -hmm. and then i forget what the tangent i was going to go on Great. something to do with your metaphor it was another metaphor. oh yeah okay so with all this stuff around race that's going on now i on the one hand i already said that i feel like you know i might not be the person to listen to or you know i don't know exactly what to say here but on the other hand i have i i can relate to the stuff that's going on now because I'm a minority and I've grown up in the United States as a minority and as a child I was the only minority most of the time in most of my classes mm -hmm. so I don't want to say I know what the black community is going through but I can sort of relate to it and I have an idea and so I don't want to speak for them but I'm thinking maybe I can provide some perspective to connect what the black community is going through with others who don't really understand it. You can offer a perspective that may be easier to under for other people to understand who maybe don't have any direct experience. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do here and... Like I've been saying the past couple of weeks, 
you know, I'm, we're doing this on the fly and just kind of speaking my mind. And, you know, a lot of these are half thoughts and I'm just kind of putting it together in my head and kind of winging it. So don't hold me responsible for the stuff I say and follow up with me in the show notes to see what I meant to say or, you know, <laughs> or what corrections I make and stuff like that. But anyway, relating this to my issue with my futon, like okay. I had a problem with how it was falling apart and I was worried about what I was breathing in. And of course, there's this whole notion or the concept of breath and breathing. And with, of course, George Floyd and the officer mm-hmm. kneeling on his neck and not allowing him to breathe. And even before that, I believe, was it Eric Brown where, where the I can't breathe phrase started? Who knows? I mean, there's been so much. It's it's ridiculous to have to recount all these different murders yeah unnecessary deaths at the hands of the police but anyway I was worried about breathing in these particles but underneath that the anxiety that built up from worrying about it all the time like seeing it and being annoyed by it and worrying about it that like you were saying before it's not really something that prevented me from doing what I needed to do but it was that low level anxiety like that bit that notion was there and you like I knew it was there all the time and every time I see it you know I think of it yeah and that's every day and multiple times a day and as that builds up, it adds up and it accumulates. And you don't realize it because it's such a low level effect that, you know, each day you don't realize that it's building up and you don't realize that it's affecting you. But then like a couple of weeks ago, I started getting so fed up with it. And that was one of the things that went into my annoyance with the whole studio setting up and all that stuff that... I think it was the quarterly review session Mm -hmm. that I was preparing for, if you remember. But yeah, I was getting, like the futon was one of the big problems that I totally got fed up with that day. And so this all built up slowly over time. And then as time went on, I realized how much it actually affected me. And then I just got rid of it this weekend and now it's a huge weight off my shoulders and I don't have to worry about it. And I smile every time I see the couch. (laughs) And when I forget about it and I go to sit down, it's like such a great relief and satisfaction and pleasure. So what I'm trying to relate this to is the experience of the black community where they're experiencing this low level or I don't know what level, but (laughs) some level of stress and anxiety all the time every day, single every day. day exactly all day every day they're worried about what would happen if they are encountered by law enforcement or even just interacting in a store or yep. even just at work in general life they have to deal with all these 
implicit biases. Yep. And so there's also this issue with racism, obviously, but I'm talking about the word racism and how I think it makes people feel. And I think it's been used so much now for a lot of different things and probably mostly accurate, but it's just become so big and widespread that the spectrum of racism is so large now. So I almost want to say that everybody is racist to some degree and about some things yeah it's it's built into how we think because we see it everywhere we're exposed to it everywhere it's in media it's we get it from our parents we get it everywhere so exactly everyone has a bias yeah it's so prevalent and you see it all the time and you might not be actively thinking about it or or trying to exactly yeah yeah, yeah, intending to have racist thoughts about it, but having this in the background or in your periphery all the time, it's affecting your brain. I mean, you're still soaking it in. Yeah. And so... So uh, one thing that a lot of people are starting to point out now is that it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be anti racist so it has to be like a, an actual process of n- of not ignoring it or not you know trying to not be racist it's you actively have to be working at not being racist right because what's not being racist anyway yeah like, what is that what even is mean? that yeah like if we're talking about the spectrum it's from being racist to being anti-racist mm-hmm. so in the middle what is that it's nothing it's it's still racist. Racist, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to make people aware of what the black community goes through all the time. Like, I, I, it, I, it's hard to imagine if you're not experiencing it because you haven't experienced it. But to have this, like, level of anxiety... And even if it's a low level, it's going to add up and build up and accumulate over time. And this affects your sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. So going back to your allostatic load, your sympathetic nervous system is your stress response, your fight or or flight. So when you have this anxious load, you're stressing your sympathetic nervous system. And this is what leads to more chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. and so being stressed and having this anxious state as your baseline is not helping your body it's not optimal and probably detrimental Mm -hmm. you're probably affecting your body and mentality negatively by having to deal with all this anxiety all the time And so you're living in a stressful state. And so if you can imagine all this stress and all this pressure and anxiety and having to be hypervigilant basically all the time, looking out for yourself and looking over your shoulder and like wondering what the right thing to do is and wondering why 
what you're doing is wrong when everybody else is doing the same thing and it, you know it's the it's right or it's not like a big deal so it's this notion of having to deal with this all the time as you were um saying that it was making me think about an analogy of like someone who's in an abusive relationship mm. or has had an abusive boss whenever you're around that person or even if you're not around them you're constantly you know worried about what am i going to do that's going to trigger them you know you're you're always having to monitor your behavior to make sure that you're not doing something that sets them off and people of color um the lgbtq community these people are are always they're like in an abusive relationship with the world right because they have to be on constant alert of what am I going to do that's going to make that Karen call the police on me or harass me or whatever. Right. And the thing is with this implicit bias, there's, I mean, as humans, there may be an understanding that this is a primitive advantage to have this implicit bias, you know, it's the whole in-group, out-group scenario, notion, concept, or whatever, and, or, you know, in, in ancestral times, when you encountered someone outside your tribe, they were dangerous. They were, you know, if someone in your out threat. Exactly. But the thing is, those are primitive concepts. We've yeah. evolved way past that. And we have the capacity to think and reason and understand that we are all humans and we can all cooperate together. And so, I don't know who I'm talking to here, but I'm just trying to relay the notion that if you're racist or if you act racist, you are in a place of stunted evolution. Mm-hmm. Like you are an infant in mentality. And you have the ability to think and reason and understand that people outside your race are not a threat. And that you guys have more in common than you have differences. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's just the point I wanted to make. Does that make sense? Like, uh, am I relaying the right information here? It it does. I want to be really clear that in no way are are you relating the experience of having a futon to uh, the experience that black people in America are having, but that it was just a metaphor for the kind of like constant stress that you are experiencing and what they may be experiencing and how, how potentially the, the value to society to getting rid of that constant stress could be immense. Like imagine what we could do as a country and as just as humans, if we didn't have this, this going on, you know, if we got over this ancient 
crap that is no longer serving us and just treated people like they should be treated. Yeah. And there's there's one more thing I wanted to say in terms of the implicit bias is that it actually all circles back to what I've been saying about practicing and practices and the virtue of practice itself. And so as we roll along into that segment, implicit bias has been studied to... So, okay, so uh, kind of a tangent, I guess. There's the notion of free will. And, you know, people think they have the free will to make choices and decisions and decide what to do. But then there's also the side that says, you know, everything's already decided for us. Or there's even science with uh, neuro neurology that shows that our brain responds to things even before we know what's going on or what mm-hmm. we're thinking or what we want to do. Our brain's already doing it. And so a lot of people wonder if we do have free will or not. And it's a weird question to ask because it's difficult to think that you don't have free will and you're not being controlled. Yeah. But the thing is, this goes into holons and complex systems where I've been talking about the hierarchy of systems. So like with the human system, holons refer to everything being a part and a whole. So everything's a system within itself and it's also a part of a system. So the human system the human is a system within itself, and it's also a part of a system, whether it's the social system or the environmental system or solar system. So in terms of that and how free will works, there's this notion of being, obviously, so free will is the notion of being autonomous, but then the notion of not having free will is a notion of being dependent on something. Mm-hmm. So how this relates to holons and the complex systems hierarchy is that the theory is that you have free will over your own systems. So like your human system, you have free will to make choices with your own system, but then you're dependent on the systems that are above you in the hierarchy. So let's take the social system, for example, you're dependent on the norms of the social Mm -hmm. system per se. Mm -hmm. So whether it's the laws that govern the society or however your social system is organized, Mm That affects how you make your choices. It affects the choices you're able to make, the options that are available to you. Exactly. So your autonomy is dependent on the systems that you're a part of. And I would also say that your free will is not as free as you think it is because the system that you are in is going to heavily influence the decision you make. So if you surround yourself with people that think in a certain way, you are going to think the way that they do if that is what you're exposed to. So your free will is not as free as you think it is. Exactly. So there's the 
conscious and unconscious spectrum of this matrix model, if you will, where if you're unconsciously self-transcendent, meaning self-transcendence, meaning the systems above you, if you're unconscious of how you're being self-transcendent and how the systems are influencing you, you're being controlled. Mm -hmm. So you have to be conscious of your self-transcendence. And that's where you can integrate with your systems and also be self-assertive and assert your own free will within the systems. So it's the difference between being conscious and unconscious of how you're being influenced by the systems above you. And that actually came out pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that to come out like that, but I'm happy with what I said. And I think we're approaching the end of the session here. So do you have anything else you want to add, Pam? Oh, you know, the only thing that I was going to add is um, I pulled an oracle card before we started this session and Uh I got wisteria, which is a vine, a flowering vine. And when the vines grow um, a lot, it is said to represent expanding your awareness and your consciousness. So I thought that was a really good association for this episode. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Okay, so we'll leave it there for this week. And I hope you guys come back next week. And actually, before we leave, or before we sign off, Pam, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Pamela underscore Lund. And you can find me on Twitter at CK Disco. And I think in the future, I'm going to work on this sign off so it'll be a little more smooth. (laughs) So for now, keep on practicing. Toodaloo. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>